In Chicago, the highest number of COVID-19 deaths are in Black and Latino communities. Racism, pre-existing health conditions, overcrowding, and language access are all contributing factors. WBEZ's reporters spent time with the relatives of 50 COVID-19 victims from Chicago to examine the stark racial disparities. Here are some of those stories. It literally went from her saying, my head is hurting, to I can't eat, I can't taste, I don't want to do nothing but sleep. She could barely even walk to the car, but she was like, just let me take myself, I'll be okay. My father, he was just, um, uh, he was a hardworking man. He came from Mexico and he always joked that with a third grade education, he was able to build his own company and could build you a house from the ground up. He built this house. Everything you're standing on, he built. You feel more than pain. I don't know how to explain it. He was, you know, like my friend, my true, true friend, and my husband and, and everything else. I mean, I've known him from high school. From high school, we got married, and we had just had an anniversary on March the 5th, 43 years. My father might have been the man in the house, but my mama was the boss. She taught us what it meant to be a woman, not just a woman, but a black woman, to stand on your own two feet. My father didn't have an enemy in the world. He was such a beautiful, kind, loving man. From the, the criminals to the thugs to anybody in between, she treated everybody with respect and she was well-loved. She was 93. I wish she would have made it to 100. We would sit up and watch basketball games, especially when Derrick Rose, but she loved Derrick Rose. It was a million nights I get that call the day before, like, uh, you can come on over here and bring me a pizza and we can watch the game. She drove a car up until last year. We were like, Grandma, you're 92. No, you can't do that anymore. My stepdad and my uncle, 58 and 59. I would see my stepdad just sitting down and just like you could tell he was hurting, but aguantaba. He told my sister, could you please call the ambulance? I'm the one that called the ambulance for my uncle. He was in his room, like, making, like, some weird noises, pain noises, like, ah, ah. And I went, tío, ¿qué tienes? Do you feel good? He's like, no, no, no. They both just walked over there to the ambulance, and that's the last day we saw them. at around 4 o'clock p.m. The hospital called me. He's like, it's not looking good. And I'm like, what do you mean it's not looking good? Well, she's not responding. 
in the midst of me talking to the man, he tells me, I gotta go. There's an emergency in your mom's room. And he hangs up on me. He hangs up on me and then he calls me back about 30 minutes later and he's like, your mom has arrested, but we were able to bring her back. But honestly, it doesn't look good. Can we take her off of the ventilator? I said, no. My father, he had no underlying health conditions. He was working construction a few days before he got sick. He was a very healthy man. About 30 more minutes passed and a different doctor called me. And he's just like, can we take her off of the ventilator? And I said, no. And he said, well, at this point, you're hurting her. And if she was my mom, I wouldn't want to hurt her any longer. So I started to feel bad. And I'm like, well, am I hurting her? And I told him, I said, no, we're not taking her off. And he just, okay, well, we'll keep her on. And hung up on me. Then they called me back at around 7.30 and they said that she passed away. The next steps were to see her laying on a slab in a funeral home. And to see her, she was just gone. One minute she was here, the next she was just gone. Just like that. My grandma, one of her favorite sayings, and I'll never forget it, she would try to talk to me about arrangements and how she wanted things to go. And I'd be like, Grandma, I don't want to talk about that. Nah, you ain't going nowhere. You, you know, you all right. She'd look at me and say, baby, I did not come here to stay. The next day after he had passed, I picked up the phone to call him and the phone just said, now it's going straight to voicemail. I said, oh, that's right. And I hung the phone up. This morning, I had a dream with both of them. That they were home. And that they were happy. My mom was asking me, you know, you want something to eat? And my dad was talking to me. And I told my wife, he says, you know, I think your parents are happy right now. I think that's what your dream meant. <laughs> <laughs> 